Gordon. Hey everyone, this is Matt Reitzel with the Wealth Building with a Purpose show, and I'm here with Curtis Reitzel, and we have a special guest on today, Kevin Reitzel, who is a real estate investor and um, also a realtor on the team, and we just wanted to have a quick sit down with him and just talk with him about his investment journey. So Kevin, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. So, uh, how long have you been investing in real estate? Hmm. So when I actually think about it, it's been about 15 years that I've been really investing, but it, when I go back, it's actually 21 years because my first investment property uh, was a condo I purchased with my brother when I was, I remember I did the offer when I was 17 years old. So I was 17 and we had to explain it to the seller that I was only 17 buying this property because my signature wasn't legal at 17 because I wasn't 18 yet. <laughs> now I was 18 when it closed. So it's been, um, it's been 21 years since I purchased that first condo. Yeah. What did that listing agent say? Just out of curiosity. Yeah, actually it was, it was ourselves. So, so we had to sit down with the seller and just explain the whole situation and say, you know, we want to go ahead with everything and everything's going to go ahead. But just so you know, this 17 year old signing could walk away from the deal at any time. Oh, right. Because it's a 17 year old signing. Oh, gotcha. So a 17-year-old signing is still a legal signature. You just can't hold them to it. It's kind of interesting. So yeah, that was a fun one. So you had to explain it to the... Yeah, yep. that, and make sure the seller was okay with it. Because it was a risk to the seller, because me as a 17-year-old, I could have walked away at any time before closing. That's awesome. And, yeah. what, and what sort of property was that? That was just a small two-bedroom condo. And actually, at the time, it was a listing of ours that hadn't sold in six months. So it was a it was fifty thousand dollars at the time for a two bedroom condo, and uh, wasn't selling in six months. And Jeff and I, my brother, said, "Hey, maybe we should buy it," and we did. So the reason I say the six month thing is it's not like it was a steal. It's not like this was something that just came on the market that we had to snap up as realtors and grab it. No, it was on the market for six months. Right. Okay. So. As a as a seventeen year old, what possessed you to want to buy a piece of real estate? <laughs> yeah, to be honest, at that point, I was I was looking at the wealth stuff, but for me at the time, um, no, it was. Sorry, I'm I'm thinking as I'm going back. It wasn't to get out of the house because eventually I moved into the property. So I was gonna say it was to get out of home, but it wasn't because Jeff and I bought it initially as an investment property. Um, and then I moved into it. Uh, so it was, it was investing. Yeah, even as a 17 year old, it was looking forward into the future. So as a, as a planning, as a wealth building planning strategy. Yeah, and, and what I looked at to, to kind of why real estate, and this was even the 17 year old me, uh, and now the much older me, is I realized I have to invest in something. So I had to invest in something because I wanted to retire at some point in my life uh, as a kid. So I thought, I have to invest in something. What do I invest in? And I looked at all the investments out there. Uh, and it was real estate was the only investment I could find where somebody else would make the payment. Mm -hmm. So I could do a lot of investing. I could whatever invest my $300 a month paycheck at that point into investing in real estate or or into stocks or into whatever 
but I could only produce so much of a payment each month. Mm. Uh, real estate investing was where somebody else would make the payment. Yeah. And I mm. couldn't find another investment like that. That's a great point too, that you obviously have to invest somewhere. Yeah, and I would say that to anybody looking at getting into real estate is just look at the investments out there and which make what makes mm -hmm. the most sense. Right. What fits your lifestyle. And real estate fit, yeah. it fit your lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Okay, so I mean, what's been one of your greatest successes in regards to investing in real estate? Sticking with it. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's actually, it is the greatest success in investing in real estate is sticking with it because it's boring. It's actually not exciting. It's boring. Not a lot happens. There's no news about it. There's nothing exciting. And what I've discovered over the decades now with uh, working with a lot of investor clients is they get bored of it. Mm. They get bored of it. They sell their investment real estate, they invest in something else and they lose it all. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's what happens is when an investment's working, it's, it, it's like if you invested in Coca-Cola stock 20 years ago. It's boring. Coca-Cola stock's boring. It's not like Apple stock that's exciting, right. that they're gonna bring out a new iPhone. and No, Coca-Cola stock's boring, but it works. If you invest in Coca-Cola stock 30 years ago, but if you stuck with it, Mm -hmm. So sticking with it is the hardest part because you, you have to have that goal and the reason for it because there's a lot of fancy other investments out there that people will talk about. So it's hard to stick with it. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of refer to it as the shiny object syndrome, right? Yeah. Or the squirrel. Yeah. You know, there's a new investment over there. I need to, I need to go explore that. Well, yep. you can go explore it. And continue to think about the long-term purpose of why you're actually investing in real estate. And I love, yeah. I love that point of view. Yeah, and a lot of other investments, I look at what's behind it. So what's the motivator? Why is somebody promoting this? Why would I do this? It's like the New Age diets, and we're, we're at the beginning of the year right now, so we can talk about diets. Mm -hmm. But any of the diets that come along, the, the keto diet, the paleo diet, the Atkins diet, the whatever diet that comes along... It's because they have something to sell. We all know the best diet. We all know how to lose weight. Right. If I ask anybody the best diet, they can tell me. It doesn't matter what weight they're on or what diet they're on. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing to sell with the best diet. So you gotta come up with a new diet right. to have something to sell. And that's a lot of investments too, is it's something to sell. So it's the new fancy object because somebody has something to sell. Great, thank you. And what would you say has been one of your greatest mistakes with investing in real estate? So I've stuck with it, but I haven't necessarily stayed focused on it all the time. And that's a tough part too. Um, and it's not that I wanna be five hours a day working on investment real estate, but there are times where I look at, well, my wife has an old TV cabinet and wants me to list it on Kijiji and I'm gonna spend two hours selling this TV cabinet for $20. Well, could I spend two hours on investing in real estate instead of selling my TV cabinet and would that make me more money? And maybe I just throw out the TV cabinet. And not sell it and just, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah, it's yeah. what I focus on at times. Mm. I, I go off track. I go, why, why am I not focusing on something 
that is so successful and makes me successful. And again, because it's boring, but why am I focusing time on little things when I, if I took that time and focused it on real estate, even took the two hours for the Kijiji ad and just looked at investments or looked at my current investments mm -hmm. or Analyzed did something there, that would make me more money than the $30 on Kijiji. That's a good point. Yeah, focusing on the key. Yeah, so staying so focused. 80-20 like principle yeah. right there. So the biggest success is... Sticking stay, with it. Yeah. Sticking with it. And the biggest mistake is as you stuck with it, not being as focused yep. as you could be when sticking with it. Yep. You you probably, I would imagine, have bought and then, I mean, they bought a bunch of properties and then kind of just let it ride. Yep. And you probably didn't analyze it as much as you could to look yeah. at equity positions and, and that's whatnot, what I, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's what I like about investing in real estate, though, is I don't have to. Exactly. So I don't have to look at it. Yeah. But if I put a little more focus there, I'd make a lot more money. So it's not exactly a, like a big mistake. Yeah. No. It's not exactly a big mistake. It's, it's one. Yeah, yeah. I, I know yep. exactly what you mean. That's awesome. So for some of our listeners out there who are just starting out, what would be some advice that you would have for somebody in the, in the sort of early stages of investing in real estate? So you, you'll probably have a lot of negative thoughts going through your mind, like all, a lot of the what if things, if you're thinking of getting into investment real estate, what I would like to do, uh, and what I did was try to find a better investment. So if I go out and I try to find a better investment and I realize well, this is actually the, the best, safest investment, meaning I know it, I understand it, it's in my neighborhood, I can go touch it, all of that stuff. So if I realize it's the best investment, then nothing else kind of matters. None of the negatives that pop up, the what ifs, well, the what ifs, well, it doesn't matter the what ifs because this is the best investment. Uh, and learn to deal with negative. So. Uh, you'll have negative people around you uh, saying things or negative with the property. So you might have a tenant that has issues or whatever. Well, I'm okay with that negative because I know it. So when I take it into, if I buy a stock, there's a lot of negative going on within that company. Or if something negative happens within that company, I can't do anything about it. I have no control over the negativeness. So when I invest in a stock, I'm just saying, oh, you guys deal with the negative and I'll hope you do an okay job with it. Right. Hmm. Whereas with a negative, with my investing, I can deal with it. Right. I can do something about it. I'm not just praying somebody else is gonna fix it. I can actually go in, touch it, feel it and fix it and fix my investment. Whereas with a stock, my only option is to sell it or ride it out. It's definitely a different way to look at it because the majority of investors would say, let's, you know, for example, a tenant moves out and they leave a place a little bit. Yep. I mean, like the flooring in the living room yep. is shoddy a bit and they would look at it and the whole world's ending when at the end yep. of the day, that's actually a blessing. See, I walked into Hudson's Bay the other day um, at the mall and I'm looking around and the place is destroyed. It looks awful. The carpet is awful. The flooring is awful. The ceiling is horrible. The ceiling is all, almost all black from like the black soot from the vents. And I'm going, yeah, the bay is, they're, they're toast. Now I know they're doing really well, but this place looks awful. It looks worse than a dollar store. So they're gonna go out of business. There's nothing I can do about it. If I own Bay stock in Hudson's Bay, 
there's nothing I can do about that store looking awful. Whereas if I own the store, I can do something about it. I can help my investment. Whereas if I own stock in Hudson's Bay, I just got to pray. So it's almost a difference in what you're saying with passive, passive investments and then active investments. Mm -hmm. And in regards to it, you're saying on an active investment front, meaning like you own your own townhouse or you own your own townhouse yep. complex or your own apartment building or whatever the case is, you have the ability to actually go in there and do something yep. about it to increase the performance, yeah. law maintenance, whatever it is, you can actually affect yeah, things change. are going negative. Other investments, I can't do that. You can't do that. Unless I own a lot of a stock in a company. Yeah. Okay. And point. you might not have one. Um, <laughs> do you happen to have a favorite property, whether it's for the yeah. sake of a street or... Yeah, I'll have, or... I'll have emotional ones or something like that or some of the ones I've lived in. But for me, it's really every property is my favorite because I, I do look at them as a, a property and it's a home. But the, the real reason I have it is, is investing, is money. So yeah, I'm providing a service and all of that stuff and I'm not a slumlord, but the real reason I'm in it is money. So it's, mm -hmm. it's almost like there, there's no property that has been bad. So there are some that have performed better than others, but I can't look at a property and go, oh, that one's horrible. You know, that's been horrible tenants and horrible this. Well, I've made a hundred grand on it. Yeah. So it's not, <laughs> it's not horrible. horrible. We're good. Yeah. We're if there's another one I made 150 grand on, I might like that one better, but it really is all of them. Yeah. I see. Um, yeah. What are you most proud of in your investing career? Proud for me is a tough word because when it comes to myself, I'm never proud of anything. So, <laughs> so there would be nothing I'm proud of. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to come across nothing. as... Yeah. Okay. Next. Um, <laughs> Love that. Okay. Um, can you name a, any particular person or group of people who's had a, any sort of um, major impact on you as an investor? Yeah, I think about this a lot and I know we don't succeed alone. So we never succeed alone. Nobody does anything alone in this world. So we need people to help us. And it's people like you that are helping us through sharing. They're helping us through educating and, and literally helping people through the process. We don't succeed alone. So I know there's a lot of people that have brought me to where I am. But I think that the only biggest person that can have a tremendous impact is yourself. Mm. So it's got to be me. I've, I've had the biggest impact on in me investing in real estate because I'm the only one that can do something. I can say, yeah, this guy, Bob, he was the most influential and he guided me through the process. I'm the one that signed the papers. I had to do something because there's a lot of people that would have Bob and have done nothing mm. over the last 40 years. Yeah. And Bob would have 10% of his people that do something. Mm, so right. it's not Bob that's the secret. It's yourself. It's you. Right. You've got to do something. So you are the most influential person. You will have the most impact on your own investing. Nobody else will. There'll be a lot of fun tips and ideas, but you've got to do something. you just got to do. And especially now we're at the new year, and I hate New Year's resolutions because mm -hmm. a New Year's resolution is just something that you pretty much allow yourself to give up on. But this is something where at the end of this year, it's either you did or you didn't. Mm -hmm. You do or you don't. So you got to do it. You matter most. What would be, because uh, I, I believe that's the last question here, right? 
that we have, yeah, awesome. Um, what would be one thing that you would say for an investor to implement doing? Like let's say, like let's say they're newer and they own maybe like one or two or three properties. Like what would be one thing that they could implement to kind of take it to the next level, if anything? Yeah, this is going on bigger issues now. So you're looking at, you might be thinking of, well, what's a piece of software I can buy? For me, it would really be, and especially because we are at the beginning of the year, is look at where you want to be. Mm -hmm. So look at where you want to be, whether it's a year from now, five years from now, or 15 years from now, and then work it back. Right. So if 15 years from now you decide, I want to be living here and I want to be doing this, well, whatever that takes, now let's just work it backwards. And that can keep you on a goal now. And because maybe your three properties, you're already there with three properties. Mm -hmm. You're saying, oh, three properties in 10 years. Yep. I can then move to Spain and I can live comfortably. Good. It's over. Or I need 10 properties to be able to do what I want to do or the charitable work I want to do. Mm. So it's really looking into the future and then working it backwards. And that will keep you focused to do either more or less. Right. And the less can be good too. Because I could be thinking, well, I need 10 properties, but when I work it backwards, actually, I only need three. So I'm where I am. So I could do a lot less now. Right. But that will motivate you to do more. Once okay. you figure out why you're doing it, then you can keep on track. And, and you can say, well, I want 30 properties. Well, that's overwhelming. But if I work it backwards, I can then say, well, I need one, to, one this year. Mm -hmm. So how about I work on one this year? Yeah. And that'll keep me focused because then at the least at the end of the year, I have more. one more property yeah. instead of zero. Yeah. I awesome. love that. Yeah. That's been some great stuff. Okay. Cool. Yeah. We'll wrap this episode up. Um, Thanks for having me out. This was awesome. Thanks, thanks so much, Kevin. Kevin. We appreciate it. We'll see you guys soon.